Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and I am your host today. Uh, today, we are in episode 59.1, and it is Genesis chapter 26. So thank you for being here, and welcome. Uh, before we start, I just want to give you a heads up that <clears throat> on Friday, uh, Jeremiah and I actually did uh, record, uh, I think, maybe, I don't even know. But anyway, we did the whole thing, and at the end, when we started doing the little things, uh, my side kept recording, his side kept recording, but we were not recording, sorry, something just dropped, but, uh, we weren't recording together. So when he stopped on his side, I stopped on my side. I don't know what happened. I don't know all the technicalities, but for whatever reason, it never finalized and we were not able to upload that particular video. And it was really good too. I'm really kind of sad that we didn't get a chance to, but anyway, uh, so I am going to do today's, uh, Fridays 59.1 by myself and hopefully before Thanksgiving um, Jeremiah and I will be able to get uh, an episode in maybe two we'll see so uh, with that said um, I'm your host today by myself Uh, I'm sorry if I'm disappointing you (laughs) by not having Jeremiah here Uh, but you know, it was really weird because we started talking about forgiveness and that's when it all like fell apart. So I am going to touch on it today uh, a little bit. Uh, He continued talking about forgiveness afterwards, like he was running the show. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting if that video ever comes up, but, um, so I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer and then, uh, go ahead and dive in and start reading. Uh, today's uh, reading. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, today uh, we come to your throne in thanksgiving and um, we're just grateful, grateful hearts, but uh, not worthy of the forgiveness that was given to us by the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. We, We don't deserve it. Uh, there is nothing we can possibly do to earn it. We, um, we just open up the gift and receive it uh, with, like I said, grateful hearts. Uh, your son died on the cross for our sins. It was his blood that was shed for us. And we are just in awe of the fact that he would do that for us, that horrible criminal's death that he had to uh, endure. So, Lord, thank you for sending your one and only Son for us, his spotless blood, his perfect blood. He was He was sinless, and he was that lamb for us. Uh, Lord, we are grateful and thankful for family and friends, and uh, we are at that time of year where we start to look back on all of our good things of this year and, uh, you know, the thankfulness that we can have for the provision, uh, even in the little things. You know, maybe people are... Uh, n- you know, in dire straits with some things. Maybe the shelves aren't empty. Uh, You know, maybe the gift that you wanted to get for somebody wasn't there. I don't know. You know, it could be as little as, you know, buying a gallon of milk. Uh, You know, a gallon of milk out here is like six bucks. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, So I, I, I'm thankful that there is milk on the shelves and, you know, maybe it's not your flavor that you like, but there's milk on the shelves. And so I, I'm thankful that there is provision out there. Sometimes it comes in a different package than what we are expecting. So uh, try to see, we're trying to see the good in, uh, in all and seeing, the, and seeing the blessings. 
So Lord, thank you for the family. Uh, sometimes I'm a complainer and I'm a grumbler and I know I am and I'm really trying to change that. So, you know, full disclosure here to the listeners, Lord, but this is between you and us. Uh, I am, I'm, I, I'm sorry for being a grumbler and for pointing out the negatives. I will do better and receive the good things that are put out there by my family. So, Lord, uh, I'm, I'm thankful out there for the, the listeners out there. I'm thankful for the, the being diligent and coming to listen to, uh, to your word um, every day, five days a week, Lord. Uh, I'm just thankful that I get to do this, and I pray that you will send more, and I pray that this word will get out there into the four corners of the earth, I, I pray. So, Lord, I just ask you to bless this time in your word. Uh, I pray over this ministry, Lord. I pray that the glitches will be cleared out so that we can do our uh, podcast together again, Jeremiah and I. Um, but we ask you to come into this time in your word and to anoint it and to help us to receive the message it is that you want us to receive. So, Lord, thank, uh, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I hope I didn't ramble. I, I apologize if I did, so um, I didn't mean to do that, but I, I, I am grateful. I really am. I am thankful for all that I have. Uh, sometimes I, I get a little bogged down with, um, it's the, the little things that bother me, <laughs> that put me off track. And you know, Satan will do that. He will use the little things to get under your skin and it, it and he will do i just heard this today at church he will do whatever he can to discredit your witness he's going to do whatever he can and he will use whatever tools he can to discredit your witness and you and and you know being aware of that is the first step to fighting against what he wants so you know i i said this before uh, and I, I'll say it again, you know, Satan's biggest magic trick was him convincing the world that he doesn't exist. And if you listen to people, you don't really hear much about Satan. You know, they think of Satan as the, the little red guy with the little, the long tail and the horns and the pitchfork, you know, that was a cartoon, you know, that's a cartoon. And sometimes it's not a cartoon. Sometimes it's like, you know, a seriously, you know, demonic, you know, animation, but you know, uh, people don't want to believe that they're, you know, all the icky parts of, of stuff, but you know, Satan's icky and that's all there is to it. So, you know, uh, we have to make sure that we understand that there's good and there's bad in the world. And, um, and that's the way the world is because of the sinful nature that was brought onto us right at the very beginning. We just read it in Genesis, you know, Adam and Eve brought this sin on us. I mean, it just, it's been ongoing since the beginning. So, all right, I'm not going to keep rambling. I apologize. It's already been, what, seven minutes? I'm sorry. So, and this is kind of a long chapter. So I'm going to go ahead and read. I've, we've already read it. So hopefully I'll remember what we talked about the last time. All right. Chapter 26, episode 59.1. <clears throat> Isaac deceives Abimelech. A severe famine now struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, the uh, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. 
live here as a foreigner in this land and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky, and I will give them all these lands, and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. <clears throat> when the men who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebekah, he said, she is my sister. He was afraid to say she is my wife. He thought they will kill me to get her because she is so beautiful. But sometime later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah. Immediately, Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, She is obviously your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Because I was afraid someone would kill me to get her from me, Isaac replied. How could you do this to us? Abimelech exclaimed. One of my people might easily have taken your wife and slept with her, and you would have given and you would have made us guilty of great sin. Then Abimelech issued a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death. <clears throat> Conflict over water rights. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and servants, that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. <clears throat> Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away to the Gerar Valley, where he set up their tents and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, <clears throat> which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given them. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water, but then the shepherds from Gerar came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said, and they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Esek, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well, but again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Abandoning that one, Isaac moved on and dug another well. This time, there was no dispute, dispute over it. So Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space. For he said, at last the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. <clears throat> From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. I am the Lord, I'm sorry, I am the God of your father, Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar <clears throat> there and worshiped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place and his servants dug another well. Isaac's covenant with Abimelech. 
One day Abimelech came from Gerar with his advisor Ahuzath and also Phicol, his army commander. <clears throat> Why have you come here, Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. They replied, we can plainly see that the Lord is with you. So we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us, just as we have never troubled you. We have always treated you well, and we sent you away from us in peace. And now look how the Lord has blessed you. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty, and they ate and drank together. Early the next morning, they, took, they each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had dug. <clears throat> we found water, they exclaimed. So Isaac named the well Shiva, which means oath. And, and to this day, the town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means well of the oath. At the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith, the daughter of Beeri, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon, but Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. All right, let's go back a little bit and try to touch on some key things. I highlighted quite a bit. Uh, I first highlighted Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. Now, you, in the future, we're going to know that the Philistines uh, are fighting against the Israelites. So this Obviously, this covenant doesn't last very long, I don't think. Um, the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. That's very key. Do as I tell you. Do what the Lord tells you to do. Here, uh, Live here as a foreigner in this land. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham. They're going to be as numerous as, as the stars of the sky, uh, and I will give them this land. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So Isaac did what he was told to do, and he stayed in Gerar. Uh, of course, then, uh, when the men who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, uh, about his wife, Rebecca, he said, she's my sister. And technically... I don't know if, well, they're related, but no, she's not his sister, obviously. But anyway, uh, he was afraid to say she's my wife because she's so beautiful, you know, just like uh, what um, Abraham did with Sarah. Uh, he did the same thing, right? Uh, but sometime later, Abimelech, uh, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah, obviously, in a way that a wife and a husband you know, touches his wife. Um, and he's like, why, why did you do that to us? Why did you say that, she, you know, she was your sister when obviously she's your wife? Uh, because I was afraid someone would kill me and take my wife. So Abimelech, being a smart man, says anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death because he knows that God is with him. So uh, then there's conflict over the water rights. Uh, Isaac planted his crops. He became very wealthy, very powerful. Uh, and so the Philistines are jealous of him. So they fill up uh, I, the wells that Abraham dug 
uh, with sand or dirt. And um, then finally, Abimelech says, Isaac, you, you have to leave the country. You know, go somewhere else. You're, you're too powerful for us. So, you know, he realizes, you know, that he can't handle Isaac's power. I don't think he was being mean. He was just trying to save his, you know, save his own hiney. So uh, then uh, Isaac, uh, so Isaac moved away to the Gerar Valley, uh, set up tents and uh, settled there. Then he reopened up the wells that his uh, father Abraham dug. And then Isaac's servants tried to dig more wells, found fresh water in the Gerar Valley. The uh, shepherds from Gerar came and claimed the spring. This is our water. He did it three times. And finally, on the third time, there was no dispute over it. So Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space because God had created an open space for them. And then in 23, Lord, the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival into Beersheba. I am the God of your father, Abraham. He said, do not be afraid for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants and they will become a great nation. I, uh, I love this because, and uh, Jeremiah touched on that. God always comes like this. He always says, I am the God of, uh, uh, of your father Abraham. I am the God of your, you know, the, the ancestors. He always, throughout the whole Old Testament, he always says that I am the father, of, I am your, I'm the God, the father of your, of Abraham, of Moses. I mean, he goes through the list. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and so that just means that God is a God of order and he's steadfast. He does exactly what, you know, he says. Uh, then after that, uh, Isaac builds an altar and worships, worships the Lord. Um, which is what, you know, he's been taught to do. <clears throat> he's giving thanks. He's giving thanks for what God has provided for him and for the safety of his, of his, you know, his tribe or family. And then uh, Isaac's covenant with Abimelech. Uh, so Abimelech shows up and, you know, I, I love this. Isaac, you know, doesn't beat around the bush. He's like, why have you come here? You obviously hate me. You kicked me off your land. You know, you didn't want me around. Uh, so they reply, we can plainly see that the Lord is with you. We want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. You, you know, you will not harm us. And, you know, just as we've never harmed you and, uh, we will, we've, uh, we always, uh, treated you well. And now look how the Lord has blessed you. Even when we sent you away in peace, uh, then Isaac prepares a covenant feast uh, they eat, they drink, uh, they celebrate, and then early the next morning, they take a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. So, you know, that lasts for a little while. Then Isaac sent them home, and they left him in peace. Uh, then they dug another well, and they called it Sheba, which means oath. And then I thought it was interesting, this uh, last verse, which has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of what we just read, at least I don't think. Uh, at the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith and Basemoth. Uh, and Esau's, this is interesting, and I underlined it. Esau's wives made life miserable, not for Esau, but for Isaac and Rebekah. So I don't know if we're going to hear about that in the next chapter or not, uh, but um, it'll be interesting to hear how the wives made Isaac and Rebekah 
uh, miserable. So that's it for today. We are on 20 minutes, a uh, little bit longer than we normally go, but uh, that was a long chapter. So um, it was always good stuff. I, I love hearing about uh, the, the, the history of the Israelites. I say it all the time. I think it's very rich and uh, it's something we should be learning from. You know, uh, my takeaway is, you know, do what God tells you to do. You know, have a relationship with him so you can hear him clearly. And I was just saying this to my son the other day. Uh, pray, 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 and be kind of in, in tune with what God is telling you. And sometimes he speaks through people that we don't, I, I don't know how God speaks to anybody else, but you know, when somebody says something, it sounds to me like it's clearly God. I, I kind of listen to that. And it can come from anybody. Uh, sometimes it's from non-Christians. You know, sometimes they'll say something and you're like, wow, that really hit hard. So be, you know, conscious of what people are saying and, and really listen. So uh, with that, uh, I'm going to say if you haven't uh, made a decision for Jesus, we're at that moment where we always give you the opportunity to say, the prayer of salvation. Um, so uh, I will lead you in the prayer. It is not between us. It's between you and God and whatever your heart is. It's a heart issue. And if you're ready to make Jesus Lord of your life, then uh, let's say the prayer together. And, uh, and, and well, let's just pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the, the sacrifice of your son, your one and only son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the family of Jesus Christ. This is uh, your new birthday. We... Uh, First of all, I always say, write it in your Bible. Today's date, whatever your date is that you happen to be listening to this particular Bible uh, study. Uh, but whatever day it is, write it in your Bible, dog ear it, just remember, mark it on your calendar, put it in your phone calendar, you know, and have a reminder every year that this is your birthday. Uh, but uh, we encourage you to get to a pastor, uh, um, get to a church that you feel comfortable with, uh, and uh, start navigating the next step in your new life, uh, whether that's a ministry or a Bible study, maybe volunteering. They're always looking for volunteers. Uh, so I strongly suggest you do that and uh, tell somebody, you know, tell the person that's probably been praying for you for, you know, who knows how long, I don't know. But uh you know, it's, it's something you shouldn't hide under a lamp. It's something you should be celebrating. So, uh, congratulations. Uh, that's it for today. I've gone way over. Uh, I apologize, but, uh, I, I definitely wanted to get this episode put out there. So we didn't miss a beat. Uh, it's a little delayed, but here it is. But anyway, thank you for joining me. God bless you. I don't know what time of day it is that you were able to do this uh, morning, noon or night, but I'm just glad that you were able to do it. So, uh, I will see you today, Sunday, so Monday, I will see you on Monday. So God bless you and take care.